This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. This is Agents of Shield Cast, your source for the best analysis of the ABC television series Agents of Shield. With your host, Agent Andrew Johnson. If they can bring back Clark Gregg, maybe they can bring back Ed Norton. That'd be weird. Agent Bibbs Bibiani. I got all my ideas from Mr. Belvedere. Come on. Agent Gwen Reyes. Anybody that's not a huge Joss Whedon fan just really needs to pack up their whole life and move to another continent. And Agent Rod Morrow. I feel like someone just ran into your room and gave you a wedgie and then ran back out. They are the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement, and Logistics Division, Critical Analysis Strike Team, a.k.a. The Shield Cast. Agents Assemble. This is episode number 22 of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. This is Film Geek Radio's weekly podcast devoted exclusively to discussion and analysis of the ABC TV series Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm Agent Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team. First up, he is an all-around comics enthusiast and the founder of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast network, Agent Rod Morrow. Hell Hydra. Oh, it's you, Rod. You're the traitor. Always the black guy. Why? I got tired of the glass ceiling. Maybe this one will live, though. Uh, apparently, Hydra, <laughs> Hydra, uh, even though it was a uh, uh, on the side of the Nazis, has a much better affirmative action policy. So I'm going to go over there. <laughs> oh, next up, he is the film channel editor at CraveOnline.com and a co-host of the B-Movies podcast, Agent William Bibbs Bibiani. Hail Ultimatum! <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for Ultimatum to show up in the Marvel U. I don't give a fuck. Remind me, what does that stand for? Uh, the United Liberated Totally Integrated Underground Army to Unite Mankind. Awesome. It's pretty close. I I'm remember t- the word totally is in there, which, which is just <laughs> the funniest thing. It was totally used in there. It's totally integrated. I wish that the only thing that can make that better is if the L stood for literally. <laughs> That would be true. Thank you, Rod. Thank you for your <laughs> Oh, and finally, she is a writer for RealVixen.com and a member of the TV Critics Association. She's also the only person on the S.H.I.E.L.D. cast to have actually met the cast and crew of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she chose Chloe Bennett over Brett Dalton. Agent Gwen Reyes, how are you? Right, guys. We are the Shield Cast. We strive to take both an enthusiastic and critical approach to Marvel's Agents of Shield, so there's a little something for everyone. As always, you can email us at shieldcast at filmgeekradio.com and you can access all of our episodes by subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. If you like the show, please leave us a review. That really helps us out a lot. And if you leave us a positive review, we'll make you an honorary member of the team. We also have a voicemail line at 336-793-2509, so you can call and leave us some feedback there. This show is being recorded live at spreecast.com to receive updates on when we're recording live, just search just search for Agents of Shieldcast over at spreecast.com and sign up to be alerted for whenever we do a live recording. You can also follow any of us on Twitter for information on when we're going to be recording live, and we will give out those handles at the end of the show. First things first, I have to apologize. Uh, we were running a little bit behind on last week's episode. Uh, we didn't record at our normal time. Uh, I believe all of us or most of us were traveling or out of town, so we couldn't make our regular recording time. Rod, you did manage to record a special episode last week. Yes. So yes. Ho- hopefully and I'll be out soon. You recorded that no, all weekend. No details, anybody. No <laughs> yeah, no details. Thing. You guys yeah. will all be surprised, and the audience will love it. They, yes. If they're listening on the podcast, they will have heard it by now. And they will uh, have had a lot of fun. Yes. So it'll definitely be out by the time this episode goes up. Uh, but I apologize for the delay. That's totally uh, my fault. But thanks for go ahead for going ahead and doing that, Rod, without us. Let's dive into this week's episode of the show. Uh, first, we have a new honorary member to induct onto the team. To become an honorary member, all you have to do is leave us a positive review on iTunes. Rod, who do we get a review from this week? Tahu underscore Nuva. It says, great host, five stars. Uh, and host is with an S on the end. So, you know, all of us. Me. I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but after an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., all I want is some S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. This podcast is great because it has great <laughs> hosts with awesome personalities and chemistry. Unlike S.H.I.E.L.D. sometimes, Rod is passionate and positive. Ooh. Bibbs is funny and has great ideas. Gwen is awesome, and I miss her when she's gone. I almost always... I almost always disagree with Andrew, but I love hearing his critical (laughs) point of view. (laughs) Thank you. 
That's awesome. No, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. appreciate thanks, you everybody. showing love to all thanks, the hosts. Th- thanks for thinking that Andrew is wrong. That's, that's Yeah, really I've been saying this for <laughs> literally months. Real love right there. Every time yep. I go on this podcast, I say this. So thank you <laughs> for agreeing. Oh, so did you write this review, Rod? Was this no. one by you? No, I wrote one a long time ago that said this show was awesome. Uh, but <laughs> you do that. We, we could do that. Rod works for Hydra. That's why. Right. I'm a, I'm a critic. I, I I rely entirely on my dignity and my and my complete like like unassailable objective opinion. I can't do that. That's some fucked up shit. Rod, <laughs> yeah. take that review down. Take that review down now. All right, I'm taking it down. Change it to, change it to one star. <laughs> wow. This got super right. serious super quick. Well, thank you for that positive review. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're happy to welcome you onto the team as our expert lanyard maker. We definitely need one of those after these past two weeks of episodes with Patton Oswalt. So welcome to the team. Uh, I can't wait to get my lanyard in the mail. I'll send you that address. Just send it my way. All right. Today we're going to be discussing episode 19 of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The episode is titled The Only Light in the Darkness. It was written by Monica Owosu-Breen and directed by Vincent Misiano. Agent Rod Morrow, why don't you go ahead and remind our listeners what happened in this episode? Uh, The life of Coulson's true love is threatened by Hydra, and the team has to undertake a perilous mission to save her. Meanwhile, Grant tries to get close to Skye and convince her to to decrypt the hard drive, but discovers that there is an unexpected complication. Uh, Sort of indirectly threatened by Hydra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not like Hydra was like, get me a cello player. Like, no, 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 no. Hydra did some shit. And now, now there just happens to be a cello player in peril. I think that's mm. again with the the fucked up uh, uh, plot summaries. Yeah, here's the thing. Really, yeah, here's they the were, thing. They, were, close. they close. were closer than normal, which you yeah. know, <laughs> I guess trending in the right direction. All right. All right. Well, Bibbs, what did you think of this week's episode? Do you think that this show is improving? In general, I think the show is improving. The last three episodes have been. Probably the best episodes of the series uh, so far. I think this one is a slight step down, if I may. Um, I mean, it's kind of cool. The, the, the suspense of, of uh, Ward, when's he going to get discovered? When's he going to start some shit? When's he going to seduce Sky? All, all that stuff cut pretty, worked pretty, pretty well. Uh, but the, all the blackout stuff seemed like just an excuse to get people out of the, the secret base in Canada. And there was a lot of padding. There was that whole lie detector sequence, which served no plot function whatsoever uh, and seemed like just like a way to fill time with amusing answers from everyone. And like, did we already know that what what's his name? Who's the new member of the team? Triplet. 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 Did we already know that he was like a descendant of one of the Howling Commandos? No. Okay, so like that's the one thing we got out of it. Everything else was completely pointless. Mm. Uh, funny maybe but completely pointless and it seemed like a waste of a great dramatic device to me so I like the episode overall I just think it's a step down from last week well I was going to say I thought that maybe that we didn't learn anything newish about the characters except for Triplet but I thought that the lie detector test allowed for kind of some more exploration of our characters a little bit more intimacy time with them that we hadn't seen in a while just like as a, a nice base touching. And yeah, it, it definitely, I do agree with you, Bibbs, that it does, um, it did kind of feel like a thing where they're like, oh, we have to fill this five minute segment and we didn't know what else to put in here. But I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice reliever well, what, for the intensity that the rest of the episode was going to have. Like, it, it wasn't not entertaining. Like, I, it's not like I was bored or anything. It's just they did all this setup. It's like, ah, we built a lie detector that even Natasha Romanov couldn't beat. And then Grant totally beats it with, like, the easiest, like, oh, no, what I meant was I love Sky, I love Sky. And Patton Oswalt's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to ask any follow-up questions. (laughs) I'm just going to put this gun down and not explicitly ask if you were a member of Hydra because I am a fucking idiot. (laughs) And that really bothered me. It struck me as bad writing. But uh, anyway. I I did enjoy the montage of the lie detector stuff, um, but I think I only enjoyed it because they edited it. Uh, the way they cut it um, was just so fast. And then it was just kind of, it was almost like a game show, basically. <laughs> um, like tell tell mm-hmm. us something about their, your character, kind of. And um, 
it worked for me. Um, I my favorite answers was uh, the TARDIS when asked, uh, "What, what yes. would you put in a box? Uh, what would you Tambourine. want in a box from Allen?" And uh, and uh, also when Fitz said Simmons. In a box on an island, which I thought was yeah. weird. <laughs> Here's my question: When you're when they started bringing up that you're on an island, there's a box. What's in the box? What was your initial thought? Like, what would you? What was in your box? Oh man, Gwen, um, go. Gwen goes first. All right. Yogurt. <laughs> Rod, what was in the box? Uh, pornography. Nice. Okay, Andrew, what was in the box? An internet connection and a subscription to Netflix. Okay. All right. <laughs> you bibs. My initial bibs. What's in your box? A tortoise. A, a tortoise. Reminds me of that one. It reminds me of that scene from Blade Runner. I'm like, that was the only thing I could think to put in that box. Was oh, it's like that one scene from Blade Runner. <laughs> so I put a tortoise <laughs> in there, and now I, everyone else had like a hatchet or like you know a flare gun or something, and I'm like, oh right, I could have gone with something practical instead of some dumbass pop culture reference. Even yeah. a smart pop culture <laughs> reference like the TARDIS would have actually like yeah that's actually rather clever let's go with that. Um, uh, but yeah, he um like so and then Ward picked a pistol. Also, May said that she was on the team for Coulson, and you know that's confirmed. So, kind of like her her untrustworthiness, I guess, kind of goes out. If, of the, if the lie detector test is so easy to beat that Ward can do it even when he's obviously lying, can we really trust any of that? Um, I guess not, but you know, I was taking it at that moment as you know, everyone else is not trying to beat it, but you know, if they want to retcon it or say someone else was cheating it too, um, you know, I'm not above that. But keep in mind, even with Ward beating it, it like he had a gun pulled out on him because like some of that stuff was failing. So like, I guess since none of the other agents interrogation went that got that dramatic i just assumed they were probably telling the truth um but uh but i did it and also i thought you know it was a good use of Patton oswald to get a couple jokes in before he got offed um and uh (laughs) and i enjoyed the scene where he pulls the gun out just the comedic timing of uh, okay, I'm gonna ask you that again, and he's just like getting a pistol ready, and he's he's like cocking it, like I, that that just had me cracking up. Um, uh, I enjoyed the rivalry between Triplet and um and Fitz too. Um, well, I guess rivalry only on one side. Uh, uh, Triplet was smooth; he didn't seem phased at all by it, Fitz. It is no contest yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> and Fitz on Triplet, and I really like no. the um. I like the trope uh, or turning the trope on his head of smart guy explaining something to dumb guy, which really means they're explaining something to the audience and how triplets kind of like, no, nah, I already know this. So you can stop that shit now. Uh, <laughs> I'm smart. That, that was cute. That was cute. Yeah. So I enjoyed the that. Done a good job. I feel like all season agents of shields done a pretty good job of like, you know, not having to talk to talk the science down. I thought they did a nice job with that. Mm hmm. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And then um, the um, moment where it shifts into a horror movie with just Ward going around trying to figure out who he needs to eliminate to get this information from Sky. All of that, like last 10, 15 minutes or whatever, really worked for me because, you know, I was basically just like, run, run. He's going to kill you. The killer, the call's coming from the house. So like all that st- <laughs> stuff was cool. I agree with you guys. I really liked this week's episode. I think that the past few weeks have have been a really great improvement for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. overall. Now that they have everything with HYDRA and everything that happened uh, to S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America the Winter Soldier uh, as background, I, I think that that's provided a really strong backbone for the rest of the season. And it finally feels like there's there's this overarching plot and this overarching thing that's pushing the show forward. And I felt like that was missing for a lot of the season, and I'm glad that we finally have that now in these last couple episodes. Um, And also, I just want to say that I was really uh, happy to see that they uh, introduced us to the cellist. I thought that was really cool. And I also like how they handled Sky in this episode. I like how they didn't just turn Sky into a victim or to a damsel in distress. I like how they have her actually trying to match wits with Ward by the end of the episode. And, and they're kind of trying to play these mind games with each other and figure out who knows what. And I think that that's a really good place to take that relationship. I agree. Also, Fred! So, that was cool. Aww. 
No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it was Fred. I'm a little hazy on, like, the plan at the end, so they need to draw Blackout out. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So they know he's got a crush on Fred. I'm just going to call her Fred. Yes. Uh, and so she decides to play cello in an abandoned concert hall with no advertising. How mm. did he know to show up? I think they said that that's like her normal rehearsal time and he would always show up at her rehearsals, apparently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I missed that part. Fair enough. Stalkers be knowing, Bibbs. Stalkers be knowing. Say what you will about a stalker. They are thorough. Mm hmm. You know, you got to respect that. If we could just get. That's why it's not called stalking, guys. It's called research. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I don't. Did we touch a nerve with Gwen? (laughs) <laughs> no, he's got a lot. <laughs> do you have any uh, restraining orders out against you? Or? So, I just have a really nice attention to detail is all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. I respect, I respect that. I, I, I will say this. One thing I want to say about what I love about the last two episodes in particular, they're not being wishy-washy about Ward being a Hydra agent. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the sense that he might be a little conflicted and probably does have some feelings for Sky, maybe. But he will shoot guys in the head. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, like, totally, like, with, like it ain't no thing. And I respect that. I respect that. It's like, no, no, he, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, good. Finally. Yes. It also I, makes the character so much more interesting. Um, how many times do we complain that that Ward was underdeveloped? Yeah. Yeah. How many times? It immediately makes, like, his compulsion, like, he lacks yeah. any, like, remorse about killing these people and shit. So, like... It immediately makes like everything about him interesting. I even think the references back to the well episode that everybody kind of hates. I even think it makes that more interesting in hindsight because it's like, wow, this dude, I guess that really was fucked up. Whatever was going on, you know, being forced to beat up his younger brother. And, you know, like now I want to go back and just rewatch that footage. Like what was going on with that? Well, that's the first time anyone said, I want to rewatch the well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that stuff still doesn't work for me. I still think that everything with him and his brother is still pretty lame. Okay. Yeah. His brother made him beat up his other brother. I don't understand how that's going to suddenly make him go evil. And yeah, he had abusive parents, but it, 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 I don't know. I think they're setting up a pattern which says that Ward has a history of being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And even within this one season, he was manipulated by Asgard twice. Mm hmm. You know, like he's he's just like I guess he's just a crappy agent. Like he's just <laughs> he's just simple. He's a simple little mind. Yeah, and Aww. also, you know, I'm I'm thinking like it would be cool if they do something where maybe we find out that Paxson's his older brother or something, or like maybe we find out that there's a relationship there that goes all the way back. So, or maybe he's the person they that are gonna got do, him out. Uh, they're going to do like a flashback episode or something soon with, uh, or at least some of it's going to be with uh, Warden Baxton. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to see like, maybe he's the one that saves him from that family. Who knows? But you know, he says uh, he, he owes him everything last week. He said, so I feel like, uh, I, I think it's possible to quote unquote, save an episode in hindsight if you make it, you know, if you retcon it the right way, and um, I'm now sure. more interested than I was in that episode when it aired. I'll say something <laughs> uh, uh, that I was thinking when poor Patton Oswalt died, which, by the way, too soon. I really like the energy he injected into the show. Yes. I would have liked to have kept him around a little longer. He, he was just there to die, poor guy. But uh, here's what I was you. thinking when I saw his corpse. I saw his corpse. He died. This guy's like, oh, no, Patton Oswalt. And then uh, the episode ended and the Goldbergs started and Patton Oswalt was narrating it. And I really want the final episode of the Goldbergs to be like <laughs> Sky reading Patton Oswalt's diary and like closing it and looking really sad. And the Goldbergs <laughs> is actually in continuity. <laughs> that would be amazing. Best series finale ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad to see Patton Oswalt go. Uh, go. I, I think that he added some much needed levity to the show, and but but who knows? Maybe they'll bring him back like Coulson. Maybe. No. Probably not. But but I can hope. I can dream. I'm picturing them around a table. It's like, oh, good. We finally got this. Uh, you know, this magic elixir that brings people back to life. Back. Uh, should we? Uh, should we revive Pat Oswald? Everyone's like, nah. Yeah. He's. What about Never his? Mind. What about his brother and his Call of Duty score? I just hope his brother is really his twin. And they can yeah. have him come back next season. They should have his brother just be some other comic. It's like Dan Fogler or something. 
<laughs> yeah, or, or Coulson's gonna like lose his lanyard, and they'll have to re- you know bring him back to life so he can make them another one or something. Or what if they go in a completely different direction, and like Patton Oswalt's brother it turns out it's like John Claude Van Damme, and he's like out for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> or they could find Hydra could find some way to bring him back to life, and they could turn Patton Oswalt into a supervillain. Mm. If they if they decode that hard drive, they might just be do like, that. That hard drive would better be fucking worth it, man. It just seems like such a McGuffin. We already know what's on probably it. got like, like it's a not, photo on it. Sky is so thorough with her um with her like security, by the way, because like it seems like when it was yeah. going on in the plane, she was just like, All right, man, here's this hard drive. And I was like, damn it. Now someone's going to get all the information. It's like, well, actually, only I can open it, and I have to be in a certain place to open it. Uh, Is that a thing? Like, I've never... Is that actually, like, that sounds like such bullshit to me. Like, you know, you have to be in in Scranton in order to decode this thing. What? It does sound like... Look, if it happens on TV, it's true, okay? I do like that. uh, I do like the idea just as a plot device. I mean, which is basically what it is. But now it's like, oh, these two people are going off on their own, trying to trick each other and survive. So, you know, but yeah, it's it, like it's so rang out. Like every time they add a layer of security to it, I'm just like, yeah, OK, oh, I'm rolling with it, whatever. You know, it's like and now only my my now I can only be open at a certain time of day. You're like, OK, so now he can't <laughs> kill you until seven o'clock. It's battery operated by Sweet Tart. <laughs> Ward, get me some Sweet Tarts. Otherwise, we can't open this thing. Like, it's going to get crazier and crazier. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but all I want to see for the rest of the season is Mama May kicking ass. Yeah. I like that, actually. Right? I love the disapproving Asian mom. That was so great. Yeah. Asian, someone on my top. You got to realize, she's probably only like, the actress probably only like 10 years older (laughs) than Melinda May in real life, because Melinda May is like 50, and she looks amazing. I assume assume that lady is 130, and she just looks that young. Um, although I will say, um, I, someone on my timeline said, uh, Mama May, agent of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I like that her, like, I, cause when it first they show her mom pulling up, I was like, did this motherfucker call her mama to come pick her up like a kid leaving camp? <laughs> But then her mom was like so in the know. She's like, "Oh, baby, I heard I heard your little shield thing fell through. Who's you gonna kill now?" I was like, "Man, look at Mama May, all knowing everything." I don't know if that was a great cliffhanger though. Like, you know, oh, I always liked Maria. Okay, so we're gonna see Maria Hill. That's not really like a ooh mm, true moment, you know? Like, oh shit, shit just got real. They're gonna have another cast member on the show for an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that could be fun. <laughs> It's always yeah. weird because those are the things that fans like, like this would make the show better. And I, I really was like, I don't think cameos necessarily will make the show better. You just have to write a better show. So yeah. I'm I'm more interested to see what they do with Maria Hill because I think the writing has improved. But as far as like a get, I wasn't like, oh, shit, son. Like It was like, OK, let's let's do that next week then. Exactly. Yeah, there was a moment in this episode when Sky refers to Ward as Steve Rogers, and the way they film it, she says something like Steve Rogers over here, and someone walks into frame, and you can't see who. And for a second, I was like, "Oh my God, they're gonna have a Captain America cameo!" He suddenly showed up at the base, and then they cut, and she's just talking about Ward, and I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> just Ward." There was a- there was a cute Hulk shout out though. Just like, who invented this technology Lord, again? Always there. Who invented this technology again? Bruce Banner. <laughs> oh well, then I'm sure it's gonna work great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually yep. okay, that was an actual. W- thing. What'd you guys think about the bad guy of the week? Uh, Blackout. It's all right. He's okay. Yeah. I was much more interested in the cellist and her whole relationship with Coulson and his decision to not reveal himself. I agree. There are two versions of Blackout in mm-hmm. the comics, uh, one of which has already been in a movie uh, in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and that's more of the hellish vampire version of Blackout. Uh, this is more of the like old-school Marv Wolfman, really dumb costume Blackout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always like Blackout. Blackout's got some cool powers. Blackout's kind of fun. And I like the, uh, the, that they're turning the prison break thing into an excuse to make this another Monster of the Week show so that we can just see who else is out there and, and just – 
not have to deal with the origin of every villain who shows up on the show. I, I also I like. Um, I did like that uh, the special effects for his powers. Um, I thought they looked pretty cool, oh, yeah. especially the 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 one shot where he like shoots uh, Ward and Fitz like in the chest from like twenty feet away. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I did not like that we have another character who's stalking somebody as their motivation of being <laughs> bad. Like, you know, some of these guys got to get on like, I don't know, blackpeoplemeet.com or some shit, man. Like, <laughs> this is like, it's getting kind of ridiculous at this point that these not dudes. stalking. Not stalking. They're going to they're <laughs> track all these guys through their FetLife accounts. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but they really relied on that a lot, and that's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I'll I'll I'll, I'll cop with you that that's that that's something. I'll say one thing I don't understand about Blackout's powers though. So he can't like walk anywhere without like instinctively turning off the power around him. How did he drive that truck? Well, I think he can turn things on and off. Like, and I, and also, uh, I will say it was interesting when he tells Colson they weren't trying to take my powers away. They've been helping me work on my powers and souping me up. Uh, and I don't know. I wonder if Hydra did that or if you or if Shield did that. Well, is there any difference anymore? I don't know. I think it matters philosophically because, like, well, if Nick Fury it was like, "Hey, let's take some bad guys and soup up their powers," it's kind of like. You know, I mean, not that it's out of character necessarily for Fury, but it's like another moral quandary of like, I wonder if Coulson right. would be cool with Fury doing that shit. And then if well, Hydra did it, you're just like, well, they're evil. So, of course, Hydra did it. They don't give a fuck. No, I'm just saying, if you look at the episode previous to this, when when Blackout, you know, breaks out, Bill Paxton, like, looks him in the eyes and says something like, have fun. Mm -hmm. So maybe they knew each other. I don't know. Mm. Well, I got the impression uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. had still been experimenting on all of these people, even after they had supposedly either locked them up in isolation or, you know, supposedly they weren't doing much with them. But from what Garrett says, it sounds like S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually experimenting and trying to make them more powerful to maybe use them for their own mysterious ends. So it's possible that that's just more evidence that not all was right with S.H.I.E.L.D. and they were not the uh, morally upstanding organization they claimed to be. I think we're all on board with that. Screw uh, you, S.H.I.E.L.D. I was happy to see that uh, the cellist was played by, uh, what, what's her name, Amy Acker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fred yeah. from yeah. Angel, yeah. Love her. She, she was great on Dollhouse. She's great in uh, several Joss Whedon movies that he's made. Uh, I love her. Yeah, I, I had my hand over my mouth the whole time when she first started telling the story um, about meeting Coulson. And I was like, oh, it's her. It's her. We're finally meeting the, cell the cellist. Um, and I actually kind of um, enjoyed how Coulson learned a lesson by hiding his uh, presence from her. And realizing how much of a dick he's kind of been to May about, you know, the fact that she had to lie for the greater good. Um, and I'm glad that that kind of came full circle, even though now we don't know where May is. Yeah, I like that. A lot of uh, times when you do like a Monster of the Week type of thing or any just sort of individual episode, there's always like a parallel between whatever's going on with like the new characters and the new villain and whatever the heroes are going through. And then the heroes learn a valuable lesson. But sometimes it can be really, really on the nose. I really liked that in this particular episode, the big lesson that Colson gets learned, it really only really comes into play in the last couple of minutes. It does, it's not like really obvious where they're going with it mm -hmm. from page one. And I thought that was actually a, a, a deft little piece of screenwriting. Yeah. I was sitting up there the whole time like, wake up, you fool. Kiss him. But she never woke up on time. <laughs> Yeah, n now I just want Fitz to finally reveal his feelings. I do. I do want him to. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm over that. Stop being a... Uh, he's, he's, I'm he's, over Fitz and Simmons. I'm all... I'm team triplets. He's so friend-zoned himself, too. Like, it's not even anyone's yeah. fault. He acted like a little baby the whole time. And then when when Simmons basically comes to his face, like, what is your problem, man? Like, just level with me. And he's just, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just afraid of change. You know how I can be. And I was like, really, Fitz, really? I think we should start to, uh, for for all of us, uh, <laughs> triplet and fit and uh, and simplet shippers. Life, we need to start calling them simplet. Yeah, I'm I'm shipping them. I, I'm sh I'm shipping them super hard. But once they're together, 
Fitz doesn't have a chance because once you go black, you never go back. So I, I, once they go down that road. Although you would think that that would mean Marcus Daniels would have had a chance with the uh, cellist. Once you go black out, you never go back out. Oh, I get Okay. Oh, Rod wins the shield cast. Yes. Well, Rod can say that. We can. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to call him African-American out, by the way. I didn't want to say anything. But he's not. But he's not. He's, he's, he's just white dude. Yeah, he's like Canadian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's black people in Canada. <laughs> no, but they wouldn't. Okay, that one wouldn't work. But it's like when you have a British black guy, you can't call him an African-American guy. That's true. That is true. I agree. Well, I remember when they were talking about uh, uh, something ha- was going on with like Black Panther, and uh, some news outlet called him like the first African American superhero. <laughs> no, he's just African. Yeah, <laughs> he's just from Africa. That's that's how that works. He, he was like, well, he's a hero to African Americans, so <laughs> they own him. Apparently, we we all have a stock in him. What do you guys think about um, you know the whole um, May leaving anyway? Like, are do y'all think? that uh they're gonna get that thing back together i'm sure it's gonna be fine i'm sure she'll wind up back with the team somehow in the finale their paths will cross again i'm more interested in how they're going to fix uh ward like how are they going to redeem him to bring him on for more shows or is he going to become a big bad like that's i'm a little bit more interested in that Mm. Because I think I think May is going to come back. There's not going to be a question of it. She's going to go do her own little thing, and then there's going to be a big redeeming thing, and she'll be back. But I'm more interested about how do you fix the relationship of a, of a broken, evil person that's been amongst you this whole time. Ward is going to sacrifice himself to stop Graviton. No, he already sacrificed himself, and he said that that was like a really bullshit way of gaining everyone's trust, so we'd never believe it. Yeah, but this time it'll be for real. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy it. It's like, uh, and it's not like when uh, when they did it on Angel, not to bring up every Joss Whedon show, but they did it well. Like when Angel went evil, he went evil because of like a magical curse or whatever. Ward's just always been a secret asshole. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure there yeah. is uh, a coming back from that. I actually, I prefer him as a villain. I think he's much more interesting as a villain. Mm-hmm. I hope they keep him that way, and I hope he he sticks around. And and also, he's evil as shit. Like it's not even like yeah. that murky. Like oh, he might have had to do this for some other reasons. Because that's what I was hoping last week was like. Well, then there'll be moments that you know he could have done something worse, and he didn't. But um, when he shot those two people in the back of the head in the elevator, I was like, oh, no, that's just evil. That's really no uh, – you can't come back from just killing innocent shield employees left and right. I don't want him to shave again, ever. I just want him to have keep the facial hair so we know he's evil. <laughs> Maybe get an eye patch. Because everyone <laughs> with facial hair is evil. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that Star Trek episode. That's how you know they're in the evil universe. Everyone has a mustache. What if they have a full beard? A full, <laughs> sexy Italian beard? What does that mean then? That means they're sexy evil. I'm sexy evil, everybody. Andrew confirmed it. He does have a uh, scar on his face now. Maybe they'll make it permanent. Mm-hmm. It's a t- it's a weak-ass scar, though. It is pretty weak. I'm sorry. That's like a little baby scar. That's some straight-up bullshit right there. That's like that's not even a scar you bring up in that one scene from Jaws. It's just like, you know, I'm not even going to tell them about this scar. How'd you get that scar? I let Bill Paxton punch me in the face over and over again. Uh, kind of a cool story. It's been a couple weeks. Did you guys ever come around on Bill Paxton uh, having fun in this role? Or you guys still end it with uh, he melded in? Not not really a good performance. He's growing on me a little bit, I think, as, as he kind of just embraces being campy and evil now that we know he's the clairvoyant. Uh, he's starting to grow on me a little bit, but I still I'm still not in love with him. Gwen, are you in love with Bill Paxton? I, I don't, I just don't think this has been, I feel like he's just kind of was like, I have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anyone have anything else to say about this episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, no. All right, then. Well, let's move on to listener questions and feedback. Rod, we got an email from Kyle Winters. Uh, Kyle writes in and says, 
I'm so excited that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting good, and the recent S.H.I.E.L.D. cast episodes have been really interesting, too. My question is this. Samuel L. Jackson says he has filmed something for the season finale, so what do you think or hope it will be? It's still a few episodes out, but get your bets in now. What's Samuel L. Jackson going to do in, this, in the uh, season finale? I think he's just going to show up and put Coulson's mind at ease because Coulson's basically been having this crisis of faith with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and if he's doing the right thing and on the right track and obviously his team's going to be falling apart and, you know, it's probably going to be ending the season on kind of a uh, down note and maybe Samuel Jackson shows up and kind of uh, at least gets his mind right for season two. I hope he shows up after the end credits of the last episode and recruits the agents of shield to be in the ultimatum initiative. <laughs> that would be cool. That, or he just pulls off a mask and he's been Ultron this whole time. <laughs> Victoria hand is still alive. He's like, now we're going to start hammer. Yeah. I think he's going to show up to reveal some more information about what happened with Colson and the Tahiti project. And then I think his last line is going to be something like, I gotta go, guys. I have to go see about a raccoon, and then they're gonna play the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. That would be that would be cool too. I'd, I'd actually be okay with all these ideas. Likely. <laughs> uh, I think that he's gonna go get a new eye patch, and then he's gonna give Coulson a real big hug. <laughs> Nick Fury doesn't hug people. Doesn't happen. Nick Fury crap. No, nope, I think I think he hugs Coulson. He will call it a bro grab, and it will involve like you know when guys hug, they always have to hit each other on the back. Mm-hmm. You know, just to say, like, this, no, I'm hitting you. And that's all. I mean, I brought you in close so I could inflict more damage. Like, that's, it's that kind of hug. Bro hug. <laughs> Bro I brought you. Bro that's grand. just like a relationship in general. I brought you in real close so I can inflict more damage. Wow. Uh, yep. says, says the stalker. I told Researcher. you, it's not stalking. <laughs> Thank you. Researcher. I'm a researcher. Get my title right. God. <laughs> my bad. I hope Nick Fury shows up, says the secret code word, which makes Coulson suddenly snap into action, kill his entire team, and then we realize that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about to become a dollhouse crossover. <laughs> and the third flower is green! The third flower is green! Yes! <laughs> All right, well, Rod, do we have any questions in the chat room? Uh, let me check. I actually have not looked. Uh, we do have one. Um the first one is from um, Jump Off 178, who says, Hell Hydra. So, Hell Hydra Hell back Hydra. to you, buddy. Hell Hydra. Uh, let's Hell see. Hydra. We have one that says, from Kate Cornell, will there be a reveal that Zola is the clairvoyant, or are we going to keep assuming it's Garrett? That was my theory. Like, I saw Captain America before the rest of you guys for, for various reasons, and when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, we're going to find out Arnim Zola is the clairvoyant, because that makes perfect sense once you watch captain america the winter soldier and i'm kind of bummed they didn't go in that direction actually i thought that would have been a cooler plan yeah i wonder Um, i wonder if they couldn't get the actor on the show or if like special effects wise or something voice you can you can do it over the phone Mm -hmm. wait who is who is remind me who is zola Uh, that computer program that they confront oh toby jones okay awesome i would totally be on board with him so I, I inter- again, I interviewed the writers of Captain America 2 and 3, and I asked them flat out if Artem Zola is, like, confined to that mainframe or if he's, like, loose on the Internet. And they said it depends on wh- on whether or not we need him to be loose on the Internet in the future. Mm. So he could be out there. He could be out there doing Artem Zola stuff, um, and he'd be a gr- great, easy villain to, to sort of fit into the series somehow. Again, Toby Jones literally could just phone his performance in. Like over over his iPhone, and they just record it. And it's like, oh, it's all garbled because it's a computer. I do so, like. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. I, love it. I do like something about uh, Garrett being the clairvoyant because I like that everyone that finds out is disappointed, like the audience was. Um, <laughs> Quinn, um, Rena, Raina, like everybody's like, you're the clairvoyant. He's like, that's right, I'm evil, baby. Everybody's like, but what? <laughs> Listen, we're fine with you being evil. We're not fine with you being a liar. Yeah, you don't even have powers, dick. He's like, I know, this is what I do. Um, but that's uh, right. I'm a good researcher. Right, <laughs> I've been playing everybody, <laughs> but uh, I did. That's superpower. But I do. He's Google I, really that's well. Super, that's my superpower. 
I do like that it gives the team it, it gives the team something to beat up, like someone to fight, as opposed to an internet program, which you know, while while also a cool special effect and all that stuff is like, what what do you do to an internet program that also keeps my interest as an audience member? Like, oh, we're gonna hack it okay. or something? No, no, I I'll tell you what you do. You download them into Deathlock. Mm, that would be interesting. Done. Problem solved. Well, also, let's keep in mind that the clairvoyant, uh, G- Garrett, he's he's like made of metal or he's got something under his shirt we, that we saw where part of his body looks to be made of metal. Yeah, he could be part Deathlock or something. I don't, but yeah, I, I, um, I did, I, like I said, I, I'm going to go in with uh, Garrett as the clairvoyant and I'm sticking with that. So unless the show gives me some other reason to think it's not, um, I'm going to stick with that and. Hopefully we do get more later, though. Uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, my man Chuck Spear says, I think it was the way S.H.I.E.L.D. was trying to get weapons from the Tesseract, upgrading the villains the way Spreecast wants us to upgrade our browsers. Uh, if <laughs> if that's the case, what can we expect from Graviton and Blizzard? Uh, they don't know that Graviton's in the Gravitonium from my understanding, but yeah, maybe Blizzard's powers are going to be even more ridiculous or something. Well, was Blizzard captured? I'm trying to remember the end of that episode. He was captured and sent to, uh, yeah, sent to the vault. Um, okay. And then we saw at the very end, like, he had developed some sort of control over freezing stuff, but that was it. Like, right. So we don't know okay. how powerful he is even, uh, I guess, but... Uh, yeah. I'm in for that. I mean, I, I like yeah. Bib said it earlier, man. The more of these bad guy breakouts that they can do, I'm all in for that shit. So use up all the um all the lesser characters that they're not planning on doing in the movies. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, everyone who's slightly lame, just shove them on Agents of Shield. Yeah, <laughs> like throw Boomerang on there. Just why the fuck not? I want the you kangaroo. Know? I want the kangaroo, the man. Kangaroo. Razorback. He wears a boar costume, and like the the spine on the boar costume is electrified. Done. That's how Patton Oswalt comes back. Yeah, it's well, gonna be great. That joke that uh, Bill Paxton made last week about the uh, what was it? The Griffin. It's like he guy oh, had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wanted to see him. I was like, no, no, no. Show your work here. Can we just like walk by walk by a cage where a dude with lion hands and. <laughs> I'm really disappointed actually of all the things like we're gonna do like a big supervillain prison breakout and they didn't even break out of the vault the vault for those who, who read the Marvel comics that's Marvel's supervillain jail mm-hmm. before they decide to, to put it in another dimension but that's neither here nor there like it's just a big fuck off jail from guys with superpowers that you can't trust them anywhere else and why couldn't it just be the vault maybe they'll do that maybe in the, uh, the Avengers sure. movies yeah maybe I suppose but they've never caught a supervillain in like any of the only supervillain they've ever caught in any of these movies is uh, is Emil Blonsky, and apparently he's like in deep freeze in Alaska. Well, they caught Loki, and then he got away they, again. <laughs> yeah, like, but they sent him back to Asgard. I'm talking about like on Earth. Oh, Everyone yeah, yeah. Dies or maybe kind of gets away or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. That's all they've ever done. Well, you, you know, um, this is gonna get a little too nerdy, probably, but Ant Man does invent, um the the super prison right when he does when he invents ultron to guard it and then before they move it to the um what did, what was was in the like microverse or some shit they put it wherever they put it before they oh, moved sorry, it, it was the negative zone the negative the zone negative. yeah so like maybe that's why they're bringing ant-man into all this stuff maybe he'll be the guy who does invent uh the prison and somewhere to hold him and all that stuff i don't know i'm just guessing thought um all right last question i think uh this is from mr bond oh there's actually more okay mr bond says are we ever going to hear the word clairvoyant again since they can say hydra now um maybe i guess i don't know yeah i guess sure, I don't, why not yeah i don't really care but um i mean although i guess if uh they if bill paxton is around maybe they'll say it you know yeah so everyone can be disappointed again when will the, this is anarchy? When will they? When will y'all admit who is the Hydra agent on the Shield cast? Look, guys, we're all, <laughs> we're all loyal to the Shield cast here. Okay, um, that should be our big season finale of the Shield cast. We're gonna get Pat like, Oswalt. One of us, one of, one of us just kills everyone else on the on the show. Pat Oswalt is Pat Oswalt is going to uh, give us lie detector test <laughs> in the last episode of Shield cast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, it wasn't me. I got a lanyard. <laughs> no one goes anywhere unless there's until they get through orientation. <laughs> He's going to pull out a gun. Um, and let's see. Um, Mr. Bond says, do you think we will see Sky's power before the end of the season? Yes. Yes. I hope so. That would I, be the best cliffhanger. I, I don't know if it's going to be like the most important thing ever, but they set that up way too hard. They got to at least tease it. I really hope so we know to come back next season, you know? I hope like Ward shoots her in the chest or something and then we're all sad again and then like the bullet pops out like Wolverine. She's just like, Oh, I got powers now. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, I, I hope she uses those exact words like, Oh, I've got powers now. That would be dope. Powers now. <laughs> <laughs> I got powers, y'all. <laughs> um Did you guys like Sky's name being Mary Sue? It was all right. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Her name was actually Mary Sue. She, they but... said it. Uh, she was saying that because that, when um, she was asked if she had a last name, and then she said, well, my n- real name was Mary. The given name was Mary Sue Poppins or Pippins or something like that. Poots. Mary uh, Sue Poots. Poots. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. That is, I actually, I cannot believe I missed that. For anyone who doesn't know, Mary Sue is a writer's term that refers to a character who is portrayed as too perfect. Mm-hmm. They're a Mary Sue, and that's yep. not quite Sky, but it's pretty darn close, and that's really fucking funny. And, that's, and I cannot believe I missed that show. And that is why the Pat Oswalt montage was so good. Like I rewatched that shit, man. Oh, that? oh okay, okay. That's why you should have paid more attention. Been- hmm But uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I like that. This is all like hey, this. This is dumb. I liked a lot of those little reveals, man. It was cute in the past five minutes. I don't know what other bullshit they would have done if they didn't do something with that five minutes. So I'll take Alex. It's acceptable. Uh, that is all the questions, Andrew. All right. Well, do any of you have any other thoughts on this week's episode or do you want to wrap things up? Deathlock coming back. I saw it in the trailer. Um, I love me some Deathlock every time he shows up on the screen. And I want to know what his purpose is now that he's decided not to be a good father anymore. Um, and the clairvoyant has been revealed. Um, so I want to know what he's going to be out there doing. I, w- I want to see him fight Maria Hill. Mm. There you go. Here's the thing. And Bill has pointed it out already, but I feel like he's a pretty inefficient Android. Like a lot of tech for a very low kill count. Needs to get his kill That's count up. That's <laughs> true. I mean, he couldn't even kill May with a rocket launcher. Right. <laughs> and she was right in front of him and he had laser targeting. <laughs> Come on! I feel like someone needs to, uh, like recalibrate his his uh, eyes or something because it's not like for for a killer cyborg, just not doing too good. Right. So they took the black character, they made him down on his luck, uh, kind of a deadbeat dad. He didn't stick around for his kid because he's turned evil and he's not good at his job now. I'm feeling like I'm not feeling this. Next, we're going to see him doing something more racist. I don't yeah. know. I couldn't think of an example. He's going uh, to he's gonna be like smoking a Newport on the next one. And I'll be like, oh, God damn it. Door. Like, come on. He's like, my robot lawns can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> they did seem to have a cool oh, special effect. They seem to have a cool special effect, though, where he jumped on front of a car and was going to reach through the windshield and grab Scott. So uh, just show me that, please, Marvel. And, uh. I don't care what the other 49 minutes of the show are. Just uh, give me that and I'm fine. Yeah, just show the black guy breaking into a car. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. As long as he tips. That's the only thing. Right. That just, long, he doesn't have to break all the stereotypes. All we only right. have 20 well, episodes, right. guys. We can't be breaking down all the walls. Right. Yeah, we have to have some for season two. <laughs> Paul Haggis's Marvel's mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be an episode that titled Crash, except it's going to be an acronym for something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> oh, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. Write in and let us know what you thought of this episode of the show and of the podcast. Uh, you can email us at shieldcast at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also leave us a voicemail through the website or by calling 336-793-2509. Be sure to subscribe to us through iTunes and Stitcher. And if you like the show, please write us a review. That really helps us out a lot. 
And uh, if you'd like to financially support us, just go to filmgeekradio.com and click the support tab and uh, the donate button. That money really helps us out and goes towards helping us pay for hosting and bandwidth and covering all of the other costs that come with producing the show. You can also use our affiliates page to visit some of our partners, including Amazon. So you can sign up there to uh, get, a, get a season pass to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. through Amazon. And uh, anything you purchase from our affiliates, if you use our site to get there, we will get a small percentage of whatever you spend. So you can uh, get something cool for yourself and help us out at the same time. And as always, be sure to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix and The Thin Place. Uh, Asian Bibbs, it's been great having you back on. Where can people find more of your work? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Crave Online. It's where I do all of my uh, interviews and film criticism and editorials and stuff. You can find me every week on the B-Movies podcast, uh, where we review all the latest movie news and uh, movies and whatnot. Uh, and uh, pretty soon, probably by the time this episode comes out, uh, I have a new podcast called the Blue Movies Podcast. It's a bi-weekly series in which I do hour-long interviews with porn stars. So uh, that should be up very, very soon if it's not already. Yes. Well, you know, Bibbs, if you, if you talk to any of the stars of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. porn parody, be sure to invite them on the S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. I absolutely will. Is, does, is that, does that exist yet, though? I haven't heard anything. I have no idea. Surely it does, or surely they've talked about it. How can it not? Right? It, it's so easy. I don't know. Hopefully. Right. I mean, haven't they done, like, Porn Avengers or something? Is it, is, there's got to be some porn actor playing Coulson. I don't remember if Coulson actually made it on that one. That'd be awesome. Though. <laughs> All right. Well, Agent Gwen Reyes, where can people find more of your work? Um, you can find me uh, at FreshFiction.com and RealVixen.com, as well as Twitter forward slash RealVixen. And Agent Rod Morrow, where can people find you? What is going to be the goo that brings Agent Coulson back to life in the porn parody of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, Gross. let's not go there. No. It might be that yogurt. Gross. You can find Maybe me. That yogurt, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find me at theblackguywhotips.com. iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, just search the black guy who tips. I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Or if you want to follow me live tweeting uh different shows, uh you can find me at Rod Live Tweets right now doing uh Mad Men and Game of Thrones and uh this anime called uh Hamatora. So yeah, you can you can find me at all those places. I also am on a show called um hashtag remember that buffy um where we are going back each week and watching an episode of buffy live tweeting it and then reviewing it uh on sundays you can find some of my film and tv criticism at moviemezzanine.com and patheos.com you can also find me co-hosting a few other podcasts on film radio including cinema fix be sure to follow me on twitter at writer andrew and i hope you'll do so so we can keep it This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!